And welcome to the Man Dog Pod. It's improv, it's conversation. It's me, Dan Lippert, and my co-host, Ryan Rosenberg. Hi, Ryan. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Uh, I am good. I'm a little sweaty already. This is a new shirt. I put it on right before we started, and I'm going. It's a little hot in the corner here. Interesting. Um, and I'm a little flummoxed by technology. I've had kind of a technology-averse uh, day. Oh, so that's I'm, tough. I'm happy to just kind of be sitting and, and uh, talking now. Is it new tech or just annoying old problems? Have you, and I'm going to open this up to our guests uh, real quick, uh, and then I'll ask the question. We we have guests on these free episodes, and of course, if you want to see their faces while we do improv, join our Patreon, patreon.com backslash you're the man now, dog. But if you're just listening, let's hear their voices First, right under me on my screen, Jacob Womack. Hi, Jacob. Hello, fellas, man dogs, all the man dog fans out there. My friend Joel, it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Coming at us from Arkansas. Are you in Little Rock right now? That's right. I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas right now, the natural state. Um, I've been holding it down for a couple months. I actually think that's really cool that we have somebody on right now in Little Rock. I don't know why that feels novel. It feels very novel to me. Uh, I'm the first guest you've had from Little Rock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, let's not sell Slick Willie up the river. Oh, Slick Willie. That's right. He played the sax for us one day. <laughs> he did a sax break? <laughs> yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I've heard uh, he's gotten rusty. I heard he hasn't played much since 96. <laughs> you should listen to the episode. It's it's pretty bonkers. <laughs> yeah, he gets booed by the fans. <laughs> I hope y'all are having live fans. Uh, yeah, it was our mind. first live episode. We figured for Bill Clinton it was worth it. He got booed. <laughs> Pretty hard. Before he started our worst episode, and we had Clinton. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, and then next to Jacob on my screen, coming at us from Silver Lake, California, Joel Jensen. Hello, Joel. Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Jacob. Uh, what's up, Little Rock? And uh, hey, every, hey, every man dog out there. Nice. <laughs> to every uh, one of them, that's really nice. Every single one. Every, every single one. one. Now, I was, um, uh, we've been sending out all the masks for our patrons that joined in September. It's December now. I apologize for the delay, but it's happening. <laughs> uh, and it was exciting to see all of the places where people live because you see all their addresses when you're putting all the shipping labels on. Mm -hmm. But, and I won't reveal this, but Joel, there is a person that I'm shipping to that is probably about. 30 feet from your house. Really? Their address. Yeah. It's 536 on your street. Okay. Hmm. I wonder who that might be. Well, hey, yeah. neighbor. You don't know what so, street it is. Yeah, 536 but... Silver Lake, California. <laughs> so here's my question. Have you guys ever used a printer and it worked well twice in a row? No. <laughs> no. What the, the fuck one. is happening with printers? <laughs> it is I, the most infuriating. <laughs> the technology. We're, we've had them for a while. Let's figure it <laughs> yeah. out. It is They're because insane. you fucking up a wall. I just had an experience with a printer. I uh, <laughs> So I'm 
my I'm moving out of my work office. We're like moving out of our office, and we had to like get rid of stuff. And um, my my colleague asked me if I wanted to take the printer, and I didn't want to take the printer. But I said, <laughs> you know, my printer probably doesn't work, so yeah, I'll take it. And then I realized I didn't want it. My printer does work, <laughs> but I had signed up for a printer because there's uh, like this vortex of uncertainty around them yes. by design. You right? have to say yes to any printer that comes along because <laughs> yes. you don't know. You don't well, know. Well, I never want to buy one because I hate them. They're trash. Yeah. <laughs> They're trash. Well, They're what am I even huge. printing? What's so important that I need to put it on paper anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's the big Home Depot FedEx Kinko's conspiracy where they've uh, been spending money on faulty printers and lobbying for faulty pr printers for so long <laughs> to keep themselves in business. Because we all know the only thing printed right now are insurance cards and headshots. That's right. <laughs> I, I love, Jacob, that you're really leaning into this uh, move to Little Rock and immediately into the big conspiracies. <laughs> I, I arrived and I got a Q handbook and I'm all over it now. <laughs> it's like it's a, in Hawaii when they give people lays, they just hand you a big book of Q anonymous conspiracies. Well, it's a Q-shaped book. You put it around your neck. <laughs> well, that that like is the big one. I mean, Kinko, the Kinko's uh, FedEx UPS one is a is a big Q conspiracy these days. Uh, it's disgusting what they're doing over there uh, at the Kinko's and the FedEx. But I, I would I would believe that. What now? Why did you say home? depot do they print no they make uh the wood a lot of the wood <laughs> they, get, they get their wood from a lot of the same places the wood paper comes from <laughs> so they got roped in I like wood paper it's actually a huge mistake by the conspiracy but they're sticking to it because you know once you get so deep you're just like all right even though this is wrong we can't turn back <laughs> nothing better than a conspiracy with a little bit of mistaken hubris also <laughs> um, absolutely Fixing my mic arm. I mean, I'm, I, I do just uh, to add to the printer problems. I do. I've had to print a few things over this last few months, and the printer I have will only. You have to feed it one piece of paper at a time. It won't. It, like even two or three, it won't take yeah. any bulk. That not that that's bulk, but it will only take one at a time. Yeah, bulk is three for this, and it won't take it. <laughs> oh man. But it's weird. It felt weird how quickly I became conditioned to that, where I just was like, all right, well, that's just the way this works. So I'll mm -hmm. have this horrible like experience with this printer, but uh, that's just the way it is. And does it print fast one page at a time, or is it line by line, sort of a <laughs> wink, wink? Noisy so you're there, what, and 30, slow. 45 minutes <laughs> just staring at your printer? <laughs> It takes like for one letter, it takes about five minutes to do like from the top to bottom. I'm going to send you a new printer fast. That's so long. Well, it's like that good, fast or cheap. You can pick two of the three with printers. Right. It's like can load paper, prints quickly, works. Pick two of the three. <laughs> oh, that is tough. Dan, did you get printed what you need? Uh, it, I finished like uh, uh, started around noon and finished at like six fifty eight, and we're recording this at like seven. Uh, it was just a long day, and some of it was just what it was going to take a while. But uh, so I, I bought this HP printer that is uh, wireless, and apparently, or I, I don't know what happened, but when I got it, I signed up for some sort of plan through HP where like 
they send me more ink and I just pay monthly. I never have to buy new ink. But it requires some sort of drivers on your computer. And Macs now, like, don't aren't compatible with anything. So my Mac wouldn't print on it, but my, like, phone would. It's just a whole disaster. Uh, that sounds very frustrating. I take... I, I, um, I mean, it's a classic, my association, it, it, it definitely was a thing my dad had. I think uh, it's a man thing, but uh, I'm never angry at things that make me angry in the world. But if a piece of technology makes me <laughs> angry, like everybody who was wronging me for six years, all of that anger is going into <laughs> that printer. <laughs> How, how do you express that anger? Do you just kind of feel it internally? Or are you kind of like mumble cusser or like do you uh, have to throw something? <laughs> I'll, I will um, punch a table, uh, like not Whoa. even a hard punch, but just like a, yeah, fuck, like that. I punch myself like I just did there. I just remembered that when I did it. I was like, oh, I punch myself sometimes. <laughs> I did that today. <laughs> I mean, that will snap you out of a lot of stuff if you punch yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's an effective and it's also remedy. like... Like, hey, dude, you're 35. <laughs> <laughs> and you're being a bad boy, so you need to be punched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I deserve the punches. I'm being a bad little boy. Uh, and now my fucking, this arm on my mic doesn't ever work, and I'm pissed at that. You know how oh, it goes. Well, punch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I do uh, feel like being our age is part of what's frustrating to me sometimes, because I think two things. I think, like, you really haven't gotten good at this yet. You've had at least you know, 15 years of adult life where we can say you should have learned this by now. And then I also think like you got 35, maybe 50 years more of this shit if you don't figure it out. Yeah. it's You don't want to just be sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Everybody's assumption is that saying like, I mean, I'm 35 is supposed to somehow diffuse that situation for you. Right. To me, it's yeah. Like it's just throwing gasoline on it because I realize that I'm old. I, it makes me feel like my body is faltering me. Even if it's a printer that's going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you still have so much more of this shit left and you're only going to get more confused. Oh, the it, printer it, won't it, print. I'm fucking dying. Exactly. <laughs> Mortality. This I mean, is that's what the truth. My life though, amounts yeah. to. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree, Joel. Like, I don't think you ever figure it out either. Like, being in Arkansas, I'm around like people not of my generation as much, you know? And it's like, oh, you haven't figured it out like you haven't fi- like and like from technology to other life stuff still a- a- like asking those questions that I feel like I contemplate still too. And it's like, oh, OK, so we just I guess all of this is just asking the same questions forever and just kind of <laughs> like seeing new answers as you're just different times of your life. Yeah. Should they should it be more of a thing in school where it's like, hey, the adults don't know either. Like, <laughs> you the there's not just one answer. I guess you couldn't do that, especially in like our country. That's all about <laughs> right, like re- religion. And, you know, there is someone with the whole answer that you're striving to please. Uh, but it does feel like it, it would have been helpful for me. I think this year I realized that thing of like, <laughs> oh, everybody that is older than me also didn't know. The 35 year olds when I was 15 had no idea. They were just saggier. <laughs> yeah i yeah i feel like it's like if if i knew back then that they were like maybe that they don't know uh, that's one thing but to know that like they're just still trying to figure it out like because i feel like when i'm young i think anyone older than me even like a year older 
has right. every answer that I'm searching for. Right. And then it's just like, oh, no, we're all just looking all the time. And that, yeah. that is yeah, some be, shit that would have helped. It'd be nice if we all knew, like, you never actually arrive there. You're just always sort of working on it, you know, because, like, everybody's like, yeah, I, I know exactly what I'm doing. And it's like. Oh, I believe that this idiot has been lying in my face. And I'm like, God, how do they know it? And I don't, it's like, no, man, nobody knows. Do you think gorillas have that realization when they get old? Dan saying that you're not wiser, you're just saggier made me think of saggy, saggy monkeys. <laughs> For some reason, like the way an old monkey's body droops. And I really wonder if like, if you're like a young gorilla who gets his ass kicked by like a big silverback gorilla, you're like, damn, that gorilla knows everything and then you become a big silverback gorilla and you don't know shit about anything yeah you're shooting <laughs> bugs off someone else's head yes. <laughs> this is it i'm doing the same shit <laughs> this sucks i'm gonna go kick some kids ass <laughs> wow. i also love the idea of like some old saggy human making fun of a saggy monkey <laughs> as, if, as if we don't do the exact same shit <laughs> this old naked monkey <laughs> sir you're nude in the zoo <laughs> i look good <laughs> the monkey looks weird thinks he's pulling off that tiny little penis yeah right <laughs> i'll show him how to pull off a tiny penis um one thing um I'll, I'll, let's do do you guys have a scene off of any of that or do we want to do a voicemail that was all fun, but I could do a voicemail. Let's do a voicemail. Great. Cool. Let's do a voicemail. Um, so, folks, I'm going to play a little voicemail here from a listener of the podcast. Now, you may know this. You may not if this is your first time listening. But you could call us and leave your own voicemail. Tell us a true story at 818-465-8656. 30 seconds to a minute log. And we'll do some scenes off of it. Like we'll do off of this one I'm about to play right now. Share screen. It's also Dan's personal cell phone, so if you want to leave a love note or something like that, <laughs> we will not play it and embarrass you on the air. Oh my god, don't don't leave me any more love notes. My mail my voicemail's full. Oh no. <laughs> uh, my phone overheated. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fuck well, this... it. <laughs> Fuck it. Punch yourself. You look Punch great yourself. In shot too. You're fine. You're yeah, fine. but my room's a fucking mess. I didn't clean it up at the parts where I people are seeing it. <laughs> Oh my god, this sucks. <laughs> this whole thing this sucks. <laughs> We're keeping this in for sure. Yeah. This part stays 100%. What do you mean temperature? Uh, oh god, we'll do it live. Wait, it's that it's that hot in your room that your phone over here. <laughs> I know, I can't believe this. December? <laughs> Do you have a pizza oven going right next to it, right off screen? Or what? Yes, electric. <laughs> yes. Well, electric pizza. <laughs> it gets pretty hot. Yeah. Oh, great. My pizza's frozen still. Uh, it almost melted the cheese. Uh, Brian, I'm sorry, editing wise, I keep moving the mic. Sorry if you keep having to change my levels, but. Um... If you have a problem with it, buy me a fucking mic arm that works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here we go. New voicemail. Hey, guys. This is Dave Shear again, your old friend. Uh, I was giving you a call because you said you needed non-service story in uh, examples. Um, this is kind of a story and a question for you. Uh, I was thinking about this one time where 
I was walking along the street, and as I was walking, I just noticed, like, a $20 bill, and then another $20 bill, and then another $20 bill. And I look, and this trail of money, for real, leads to a bank envelope, and there's more money in that bank envelope. Now, there's no receipt, no info, it's just what bank it came from, and that's it. I get that money, because what, are you going to give it to the police? Are you going to bring it back to the bank? Like, you know, I, I don't really feel bad about that, because there was no identifying thing on it. So I'm curious if, if you guys would have done the same thing. If there was no way for you to really know whose money it was, if it's cash, and there was no identifying stuff, would you return it, or would you just kind of keep it? Um, interested to hear your feedback. Thanks, guys. Stay safe. Good question, Dave. Would you guys take the money or would you uh, return it to the bank or the cops? I mean, uh, see, you donated it to charity. Duh. Oh, Womack. Great answer. <laughs> That's Duh. a great answer. The 100% of it? No, I'd probably put it all. I'd go to the fucking casino. I'd put it all on some cherries, sit at the slots for a little bit. <laughs> I'd put this shit on all on slots. <laughs> Something I've never heard. <laughs> put it all on slot um, I get, like i i don't know i mean i think it would depend on a lot of my context in that moment i think if i'm if i'm in a particular situation as i've been in my life before where just like this two hundo is gonna like make or break then i'm like i'm gonna probably go get some groceries or something mm-hmm. um but if i'm like sitting a little bit prettier yeah, I'm like, there goes that charity donation. I, I think the charity over the bank, though, for me. I'm not going to just return blank the blank cash to the yes. uh, to the bank. Once it's cash, it's no longer the banks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cash is just out there. Um, I would probably not have thought of charity, or maybe I would have eventually. Now that you've said that, I feel like half charity, <laughs> half for the big man. Uh, God, of course. God, yeah. Um, but I wonder, I I would probably, like, any bad thing that happened to me, I would be like, it's because I kept the cash. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe it would be like a telltale heart situation. Mm. I think the good part of me wants to say that I would, like, pick all the money up and put it in the envelope. And like wait in that location for a couple minutes and see if anybody was like, I dropped my envelope of all my money. But after that, I'd be like, man. What about maybe a uh, a Craigslist? Like uh, if you left something in this area, (laughs) let me know what you left there. And if someone can say, right, then you would give it to them. Something with a dollar sign. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. uh, list ad. My name is Ryan. Is this uh, Dan? Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Good, good. Uh, yeah. So I saw, I saw your ad saying that you found something mm-hmm. in the area of Third and Wabash. That's right. And um, uh, yeah, I lost something there. Okay. Um, well, I, I'm getting a lot of people saying they lost something there. I'm sorry, you lost something. To, could you describe what it was? You're getting a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, Craigslist huh. is full of freaks and weirdos right. and perverts and stuff That's like That's weird, liars. because for me, I really did lose my diamond ring. 
sorry, strike one. Uh, what do you mean, I'm sorry. strike one? I did lose a diamond oh. ring. Well, good luck finding it. Um, that's crazy that you lost it at Third and Wabash, but that's not what okay. I uh, uh, did. What I okay. found when I posted. Well, I was actually about- having a crazy day, and I I got bumped into on the corner of Third and Wab. So I lost the ring, but I also lost a a gold a gold watch. And that's another big miss, strike two. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I actually have a lot of people on hold right now. I keep getting calls about this. Um, so if moly. this is a lie or if you did lose all that stuff, I'm sorry. No, but, I really uh, did lose it. I also lost okay. my top hat. Okay. Uh, all right. So you're, that that I did find. So I do have a top hat here. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so okay. I, just, I, I have a couple questions about you, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> top hat. Gold watch, <laughs> diamonds, diamond wedding ring. Yes. Uh, are you uh, like a cartoonish billionaire? Are you Mister Monopoly? What's a? Well, I'm actually a uh, costume party guy, and oh. I was going to a party dressing as a raunchy billionaire. Oh. <laughs> so you go to parties in costume? That's what you are. I thought you were a guy that got yeah, hired. Yeah. Well- <laughs> What'd you say? Do you get hired to co- show up in costume? I get or... hired to go as a raunchy billionaire, if you know what I mean. <laughs> wink, wink. Raunchy billionaire. Uh, all right, guys. That's a knock on the door. That's my billionaire friend. Oh. Uh, uh, hey, Joel. You're going to hate being married, dude. I, this is your last <laughs> chance to get out of it. It's tonight's bachelor party. All right? Are we right no, or are we right? Uh, don't be too crazy, man. I uh, don't I don't uh, want to get into trouble or anything. All right. Well, Joel, know. Joel, though. Joel, before he comes in, man, you can do anything you want tonight. All right? <laughs> this is your last night of freedom, though. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, like, look, let's cut loose. Let's do something we're going to remember forever, man. All right. Uh, <laughs> sorry to keep you waiting, sir. Hello. Hello. It stinks in here. <laughs> God, you guys smell like poor people and piss. <laughs> yeah, all, all right, buddy. Okay. Well, we're here to celebrate. This is uh, the lucky guy here, or I would say unlucky guy. Uh, our friend Joel. He's Come getting on, married hey. tomorrow. Hey, so um, are there dancers coming? Are you the... Yeah, let me are just you take the... off my shirt here. Oh, no. <laughs> what do you do for a job? You look poor. Oh, I'm a, I work at a clinic. Oh. Disgusting. Okay. Hey, it said raunchy billionaire, not rude billionaire. Let's, uh. <laughs> well, that's both. Billionaires are me. I mean, shut up. Okay. Well, hey. Come uh, on, take it off, billionaire. Take it off. <laughs> Just take it off. Oh, these? These yeah. fine shoes? Let me slip these right off. Oh, my God. What yeah, do you okay. think? Uh, I mean, well, the is... shoes were fine. I wish you had stepped it up on the socks. <laughs> They're gold toes. <laughs> The yeah, finest of white Hanes, socks. They're Hanes gold <laughs> The finest of white socks. You've never seen these, you poor loser. What do you We're, think of the undies? Hanes uh, gold toe undies? <laughs> gold tip. It's not toe, technically. I don't think that that's a dye. I think that you literally peed your, your underwear a little bit. <laughs> well, welcome to the ranch, baby. You couldn't you, afford it if you tried. Oh, I mean, Jesus, we gotta can, we gotta come to an agreement on what our definition of raunchy is, a billionaire. I mean, 
to you, it's been so far, it's been rude and it's been disgusting. It has not been sexually raunchy. Well, is in, somebody going to play some stripper music or what? Oh, well, I, I got, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, yeah. A, I'm stripping and I'm acting like a billionaire, but I got no soundtrack. I got no, you got to play into it a little bit. All right, here's yeah. the, play, yeah, I'll put on the playlist you sent me. Sorry, I'm a little sick. Yeah, play it. Uh, what did you say? I'm a little sick in real life. Sorry. <laughs> I, I never knew it. Your acting's amazing. <laughs> you haven't been Thank breaking. You. you haven't been breaking the fourth wall until just now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you work for me. All right. Hey, throw a, throw genuine on. Throw genuine on. Let's get this guy going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a dancer. Okay. The remix for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. I want to take all your money. So you're singing into. I'm, I don't know. I wasn't. I know the song and I like it. We cut to Ryan at home with his wife. Wow, honey, you came home with a lot of money. Yeah, God, I really, <coughs> I really had to work hard for those guys. I, I hope your acting was good because you're sick as a damn dog. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I fooled them. I, you know, I wore the gold toes, and I wore the gold tip, and you know, once it got down to skins, I think they started to enjoy it. Well, nobody got freaky with you, did they? No, baby, no. Come on. You know, it was strictly over the shirt stuff. You know, strictly over the shirt. They actually, all this money is because they paid me to leave. That's amazing, honey. It was awesome. It was only a half shift, and they gave me more money to leave than if I would have stayed. Well, I did pretty well at my job, too. I don't know if you noticed all the money on the table downstairs when you came in. I'm sorry. I didn't even ask. How'd you do? Well, pretty good. I was a, a raunchy maid. <laughs> good. Like a French maid? Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Miss, I, to- sorry. I think I called the wrong company. Uh, I just needed a maid, and uh, <laughs> uh, you, you, uh, we could turn Genuine off here. <laughs> you sure? <laughs> if, you, if you just play the Genuine and shut the fuck up, I can clean the whole house. <laughs> hey, here's 300 bucks. Just leave. Uh <laughs> But my rate's only 50. Are you sure you want to give me 300 to leave? Uh, yeah, I mean, based on the issues, the below-the-clothes issues you're having, I, I just feel a little guilty. I'm going to give you this money. What do you the... think about my wrists? Are they two different size? <laughs> are they TWO different sizes, or are they two different <laughs> size? Like, it's too much to see. Why don't you just come over here and ride that pony with me? <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, Genuine, I, I just wanted to book you for a... A live performance. I didn't really want to get raunchy, genuine in here. Uh, I would appreciate a little bit of courtesy uh, to the to the crew. Well, I'm All just right. a dancer. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, huh? that's good. All right. Thank All you. Right. Hey. Uh, so yeah, we'll get you the mic, um, and you can perform. You can perform for uh for Okay, this, that's uh, that's in my rider is the microphone. Mm-hmm. So you got here the you mic. Go. Okay. There you go. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, this is just like a nice little bar mitzvah that we, uh, we're excited to have you perform. All right. And do you have the little thing that, uh, I need one of the, the, the shofar to make the bomb, bomb, bomb for the song, you know? Here you go. Here's your shofar. You guys, you guys, my mom got me genuine for the, for the bar mitzvah. Who? Genuine. He's from the nineties and he's horny. (laughs) Genuine? Yeah. 
from the 90s and he's horny, huh? He's going to make all the girls go crazy. And then we're going to be here, too. Wow. Okay, so everybody, normal. it's me, Genuine. Hello. <laughs> hey. Hey. Okay, awesome. I need some. Uh, which one of you kids knows how to blow a ram's horn? Uh, I, I okay. can blow a ram's horn. All right. Whoa. All right. All right. <laughs> um, here you go. Okay. And you know Thank Pony, you. right? You know my song, my big song, Pony. I, I honestly don't. I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> All right, get off I'm, the fucking stage, loser. Okay. <laughs> it's his. Whoa, he's raunchy. <laughs> See, it's uh, Joel and Jacob. We've got you both on, kind of in in. You've got you're both in like life transitions a little bit. Jacob, mm-hmm. you started. Uh, uh, what what would the program be called that you're doing for uh, social work? Uh, I'm getting a master's of social work. A master's uh, of social work. It's called a, a, an MSW for short. Uh, it's uh, it's cool. It's good. Yeah, I I wanted to spend my time a little bit differently, and uh, that was the route I decided to take. You know, so um, it's cool. It's it's been a nice place to put my energy as as much as anything. You know, just like somewhere when I would just be probably sitting here like obsessing over things it's just like all right i have to read this damn book or i have to write this freaking 20 page paper whatever it is and like that that it's been nice to have like some motivation and and that sort of thing beyond like just some work here and there and that sort of thing that that is like feels educational to me like in a, in a very positive way um so it's 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 been cool it's crazy how much having something to like <laughs> wake up for like fully changes the way your day is shaped and like your mindset i feel like like i totally. i've learned i had to learn to like force myself to do that because like everything i do is usually after one or two p.m like <laughs> records and all the other stuff i do is like comes and goes not I, I have no control over it and it's a little bit uh i don't think it real i realize like the effect it has on my like overall mental well-being right yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And I I found like mental energy too. It's just like there are only certain times of the day when my like mental capacity can focus in particular ways, like like writing, reading just and and if I don't do them do that in these blocks, I'm kind of screwed. It's just like, all right, well I've missed that block to do <laughs> this and it 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 like just it gets harder. I don't know. It's 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 been interesting to see that. Just like, all right, if I actually get up in the morning and do some work in the morning, I'm like pretty proficient on on my stuff. But the more I wait and put it off, like, right. I mean, I've been I've been that way my whole life, and it's just like I'm just now realizing, like, oh, procrastination is not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what kind of stuff? So, starting that program, like, what are you? reading about and like what are you writing a 20 page paper about um well my well to answer that latter question the the most well the first paper i wrote that was a 20 page paper this year was comparing like social work theories like social theories um on behavior theories and just comparing and contrasting those using them in uh kind of examples with like individuals and then with organizations and just like how are they alike, how they're similar, just a complete breakdown on these two theories, um, which at first I was like, yeah, right. I can't, <laughs> this isn't 20 pages. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you start getting into it and it's like, all right, well, I guess this is thousands of pages. If you, <laughs> Like you could never leave some of these subject matters and just really 
like write and like become a Jedi in them. Like that's what it mm-hmm. takes. But uh, it, like that was the other cool thing to learn too. Of just like, oh, I like, I guess doing a twenty-page paper on something that seems like a five-page paper does make like is the right way to do it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's something to me about the. Uh... I think specifically like the timing makes it even better because there was like so much just sudden free time for like, we all kind of lead like, you know, give or take like somewhat similar lives where like a lot of our lives were based on doing shows, going to auditions, shooting stuff, like stuff that's out of your control and during COVID stopped existing. And I think like that idea of like, I guess for lack of a better word, like living in the moment and just being like, well, I'm going to make use of my time is something I'm super envious of because I feel like I did not do that uh, (laughs) to my own like mental detriment, I would say. Yeah, it's also I mean, the hard part of it, too, is like learning this, some of the subject matter that I'm learning about is like behavior theory stuff. And as like for me personally, going through like a hard time, you know, too, it can kind of highlight that, too, of being like, I guess, in a comforting way, but also in a way where you're really like putting a spotlight on behaviors that you're having and just like, oh, I'm doing this thing that is like a crisis type behavior. I was like, Mm. oh, shit, I'm in crisis. I didn't even know that. And now (laughs) it's teaching me this. And now I know I'm in crisis. I don't want to be there. Like like would spiral me at times learning about stuff or just like family like a lot of the family stuff was really fascinating has been fascinating to me of just like theories on like family systems and why why they're the way they are and like those dynamics and how people play the roles they play and that sort of stuff and like i was losing my mind reading this shit because it was like (laughs) like my glass house was breaking you know It it was like blowing my mind that's so interesting so as you've studied this stuff you feel like it's given you like a nice window into your own experiences or whatever yeah absolutely and like uh a really enlightening way and in like a painful way at times like both <laughs> you know and, right. and some in classes some like we kind of are like kind of going there a little bit at time it's just like oh has anyone experienced this kind of thing like can anyone speak to the, like a lot of encouragement to like kind of unload some of your own stuff at times in like mm. a comfortable safe way you might feel um and i've like had kind of breakthroughs in class of just realizing like I like being the volunteer. And I think that's a lot from just improv just like, all right, I'll be the one that like gets up and examines myself in front of everyone. Since that's like kind of what we've done for a long time, but like find just find these like kind of breakthrough realizations about myself. I'm trying to remember the last one was just like that I had in this, my most recent class we were studying this thing called narrative theory, which is about how like we all develop stories for ourselves and the stories we tell ourselves are basically like, that's how we live our lives by like, maybe not even the reality, but the, what we tell ourselves about our lives. And like, I had told myself some specific stuff. And then like in that like class, I was like, Oh no, actually it's this other thing that I like that part of my narrative is something that like, I just had never seen before but it was like just a huge thing in my life that I just never looked at for some reason. But I don't know, shit like that. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool that it kind of it combines, nice. <clears throat> yeah, like learning academically with a psychological examination. That's cool. Yeah, and another cool thing with that too is like that, like one of my teachers talks a lot about like 
this like that one-on-one psycholo- psychological examination or even in yourself it like it is the same on like an organizational level like that was really interesting to me too that like okay the way like a social worker would work with an individual is ideally the same way they would work with an organization it's a, like and and it was like helping me understand like kind of the systems and shit a little bit like the systemicness of things of just like okay this like how it all relates a little bit more um but uh what was the narrative you busted that you were like a big, tall, buff guy who benched 400 pounds? <laughs> I, I, was that, like, I was like 120. I was like 6'2", 120 in, that, in high school. But no, I, it was, I moved around a lot growing up and it was just this, there was a move when I was younger that I just kind of like brushed over because I was so young as far as it being an, an impactful to like my some of my behaviors and that sort of thing and I just like never really analyzed it and then in this class we were talking about like specific time periods and like zero to three being just such a important time period for like how we have attachment styles actually Rose that uh we had this teacher who brought up a book we've talked about that attached book um and I thought of you in class um he was like a teacher was like this book's dope uh (laughs) but like so like in that class I was like oh yeah like that moved no big deal to me but as we were talking about it I was like holy shit like yeah that's when I was like two and like there was it it just made some of my attachment styles like more significant than I had ever thought about because I was like, I don't know anything about that move. I was too young to have a memory like at at this age now, but in retrospect, it's like, Oh wow. I like, I developed a lot of behavior from, from that little, uh, Mm -hmm. that time period. How cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to try a scene. Thanks for sharing that stuff. Jacob. (laughs) All right. Um, and this, uh, I'm not going to lie. Um, these kind of groups, to me, I, I was a little against it. You know, this sharing stuff, it's a little, it all seems a little, you know, nah, not for me. Yeah. But, you know, hearing you guys talk about your narratives, you know, you about your uh, martyrdom and how you always felt like you played the role of the martyr um, or um, y- y- your narrative is kind of the, uh, the younger brother and how that's affected you it made me think about stuff for me. And it's like, Obviously, I've always been a rockin' surfer, uh, buff, awesome at baseball, like incredibly athletic, perfect vision. And so, like, I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to break down those narratives, you know, a little bit and just see where that leads me. Like, I don't even know where yet. I guess at night, sometimes my vision's not as good. I guess that's my share. That's my share. Okay. Thank you. Um, Thank you for, thank you for opening up. Um, as much as you did just then, um, it's always good to start. Um, thank you. You can't you can't take a journey without the first step. So 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 thank you for that. Um, now I know uh, Roger, you were cut off. You were talking about how you felt uh, about being a younger brother. Did you want to carry on with what you were saying? Yeah. Uh, oh, were you not done? Were you not done about with that? Sorry about that. Well, I, you know, I don't know that it was my turn or anything, yeah. but I was in the middle of speaking. Yeah, you really my let me walk brother, all over you. Yeah, my older brother would would do that a lot. And uh-huh. He sort of made me, not made me, but I guess I made the choice to stay small and not really express myself <laughs> because I was afraid that, you know, anytime I actually did open up that um, I would just be sort of told to shut up, even if it wasn't in those no. words. 
Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Well, you shouldn't feel that way. No, that's, you shouldn't feel that way. Now, Dale, okay. let's let Roger carry on. No, Roger. Uh, no, so I Roger... think I'm, I'm good. I, yeah, I'm good for the day. I, <laughs> yeah, you know I think I'm good with Roger. The... <laughs> uh, Dale, it's, it's, uh, I just want to step in here, gently remind you, uh, it's not your decision on whether somebody <laughs> is their turn or not. Fair. Um, but if Roger, if you'd like to, if you'd like to, uh, Pass the the speaking stick uh, <clears throat> over to Tom, and we can dive yeah. a little bit more into his sense of uh, being obligated to take the martyrdom role, especially you know within the context of uh, living in a family with um, you know multi generation household with a sick grandmother. Please, go thank on. you, Pat. I really appreciate that. Of course, anytime. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, if oh. it's okay, I'd love to talk a little bit more about my grandmother. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, well, it's kind of a fun thing. Um, We've uh, been trying to order her favorite juice um, for a little while, and it's been out of stock. <laughs> and, and what kind of juice was that? What kind of, uh, fruit punch. Okay. okay, I guess if we're not sharing real stuff, <laughs> it's a little yeah. embarrassing for the guys that opened up. You... <sighs> Dale, would you sit down, please? <laughs> And would you at least okay. tie your board shorts, the tie the drawstring of those board shorts? You don't have the D things. I don't know if you're trying to show those off. You don't have that. Okay. Oh, have. well, that's part of my narrative that you've just walked all over. You walked all over my narrative. I do have. No, it is, it I, is true, Roger. We want to ease into this. We don't want to, like, shatter anybody's conceptions. Right. Uh, but, yes, it's true. You don't have a pelvic V, Dale. It's all pubes and fupa. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> It's too many. You're shedding pubes in the room. <laughs> okay. Well, this is huge for my narrative of hairless surfer <laughs> with cum gutters. It, okay. It, well, cum gutters. That's what you call the V. That's what the ladies call it. That's what you call the, the implication v. is what you're laying on your back every time you come. <laughs> if I mean, unless you're one superhero has the energy to be upright, or I don't know what other angles. <laughs> Hey, I, I, I do apologize for busting your narrative. I know how much that hurts when other people don't let you express yourself. So I apologize. That's right. For telling you who you, telling you who you are. I apologize, my man. I think Thank you and I are going along really well, dude. <laughs> okay, uh, Cliff, please continue. Thank you. Well, I mean, so we were we got the fruit punch, and we were all excited at that point. Point, and um, then my grandmother, she's weak. And she had a she had a really hard time putting the straw into the uh, fruit punch. <laughs> and... oh, no, Dale, I, sorry to interrupt you, Cliff. Dale, I'm going to ask you one more time to please stop sliding your sunglasses down on the bridge of your nose <laughs> and r- moving your eyebrows up and down at Cliff as he speaks. Okay, well, I'll just I say... I think I've had enough of that. I'll just say, if anybody in your family needs to drink of the juice, you know who to call. <laughs> All right. Stop it. All right. Enough. Hey, I apologize. That story, I misread where that story was going. That is really sad about your grandma that she couldn't even drink. I, I misread that. where that story was going. And Cliff, did you Thank find you. any any peace? Did you find any resolution with with any of this? Well, then, I mean, no one wanted to help her, and you know who who did. I mean, you can probably guess who did me. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone was like, "No, she can do it. She can do it. Leave her alone. Let her punch her own. Let her put her own straw in her drink." And I was like. No, she can't do it. We've sat here for 45 minutes. She can't do it. And this went on for another couple hours of just my family having this conversation. If See if my grandmother can put the straw in. For and how long? 
What's that? How long did you say? Well, overall, it was three hours. It was 45 minutes, and then we stopped, and then it was two more hours. Talking about the straws. Yeah. I mean, this, this was after crazy, church. crazy, right? This guy's family's hey, enough. crazy. Dale, <laughs> enough. Under my breath. It's under my this breath. Is my first, this is my first time sharing in over a month. I've been so depressed. I, I recognize that, and I thank you. And Cliff, take those straws out of your upper lip like you're a walrus. <laughs> you can't keep doing that, all right? Okay, all right. So... Is this about sharing or what we can't do? Because this guy over here, I mean, they can't be a big brother. This guy over here can't let his grandma drink. I can do a bunch of stuff. Can surfing, I, like sorry, I said. Sorry, can I interrupt you for a second? I'm finally feeling brave. Uh, all right. Can I tell you about my experience of you? Go on. Because here's my narrative of what I see. I see an old man who refuses to admit it. Young. I see... <laughs> A struggling alcoholic who won't go to the right meeting. I see someone who has to admit there is not as much hair up there as he's trying to convince us of. And, and I see more hair someone down who there. is <laughs> absolutely. And I see someone who's hiding the real self, not only from us, but from themselves. Oh, okay. And that's you to me. Okay. Bravo, Roger. Bravo. Wow. Thank you. Wow. So you're saying that. One, I walked into the wrong meeting and f- refused to admit it. Two. You did ask if this was a Dairy Queen when you first came in. <laughs> we got to Dan with his surf buddies. <laughs> oh, there he is. He's got our freezes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry. I'm like, guys, I got caught up. I got caught up. Hey, it's all good, all good brother. As long as you got, got to DQ, we're happy. All right. <laughs> some cold fruit refreshment. <laughs> and you, you missed it, man. There's a two-foot wave out there. It had your name written all over it. Oh, uh, man. I would have rode that. There was slappers all day, but they were nice. <laughs> I would have rode that lightning. That sucks. I'm sad to miss it, man. Yeah, uh, no, us too. We were here all day surfing big time. Well, mm-hmm. I learned some stuff today. Um, shark. Uh, you use masculinity to cover up the fact that you don't feel like a real man. That's your narrative. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, well, what's narrative? <laughs> right, listen up. Narrative is that like a nacho? Yeah, is that a kind of gnar? <laughs> yeah, is a narrative a kind of chip? I am so much smarter than you guys now. It is so. I, I mean, Dorito narrative, so Dorito smarter. narratives. <laughs> no, it's... I've heard about those. It's not yeah, I've had like one. shredding gnar, even though I am shredding the gnar of challenging my own opinions and beliefs. That's the gnar that I shred now. Okay. I met some pretty cool, uh, they were losers, but they were cool for what they do. <laughs> and they really shifted my point of view. Like, uh, uh, Alan, uh, why do you think you have that mohawk? Well, because, because well, which Alan? <laughs> which Alan? <laughs> yeah, well, me. All, we, we all have <laughs> Mohawks that are named Alan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's another thing. This narrative is—you you all couldn't even figure out your own narrative, so you just picked one because you can't define yourselves. Thirty minutes in a meeting when I walked into the wrong place, and I learned all of this. So, what? What's with the Mohawk, Alan? With the Mohawk and the uh, flip flops. <laughs> Alan, again, <laughs> again, which Alan with the Mohawk in the flip flop? Seriously, man, we're all the we're all the Allens. <laughs> huh. we, we cut to the Allens uh, at a self help meeting. <laughs> okay, these are my boys. I, I know uh, you guys said that uh, not to come back, but I feel like these guys could really learn from a lot. 
So uh, this is uh, the nachos. This is little brother. There's no nachos. I lied to you. Uh, this guy's a little brother problem. Fuck. This guy wants to put a straw in his grandma's mouth, and this guy uh, is uh, runs the meetings. Hi and welcome. Um, please have a seat. Thanks, Pat. Hey, Good thank to you see you so much. Thanks. I'm just going to sit on my surfboard. I hope you don't mind. I don't do chairs. <laughs> okay, whatever you feel most comfortable with. Thank um, you. So, where would you guys like to? Where would you like to begin? Alan. Oh yeah, Alan. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think, Alan? Which Alan? Me, Alan? <laughs> well, the other two Alans are talking to you, so. Well, one Alan was talking. Uh... <laughs> I guess Ooh. for me, I know who I am, and it's a monster truck guy. I've always been tough. I've always been rough, and I don't take no guff. So all that stuff's real and emotional. Thank you. Wow, that was brave, Alan. Yeah, so Thanks, that's Alan. okay. So we tell, tell it a little bit about ourselves, and then we get some nachos. So I'll go next. Um, my name's Alan. I got a mohawk. I like flip-flops. Um, I don't surf, but I carry a surfboard everywhere with me. Um, I'm just about the lifestyle, you know? And that's just how I've always defined myself. I've always been this way, and I always will. Uh, and I'm Alan. Um, I have a mohawk, and I like sandals, and I'm kind of a mohawk and sandals kind of guy. Um, I've had a mohawk and sandals as long as I can remember. My dad forced me to have a mohawk. My mom forced me to have sandals against every wish that I expressed to them. But it's made me the man I am today, which is a mohawk and sandals guy. I live in a monster truck tire. Thank you, Alan, for loaning that to me. I, uh, you know, occasionally try to get that thing to float in the water and call it surfing. Um, never works. And that's kind of long and short of it with me. All cut right. To, uh, cut to that Alan's parents. Honey, he's getting a mohawk, okay? Well, as long as he has sandals on, I'm fine with whatever. <laughs> I love you so much. I love you too, babe. We have the perfect stuff. <laughs> the perfect stuff. We have the perfect weird matching stuff. Um, Stella, enough. Is that Stella? Yeah. Oh my gosh. What's she barking about? I don't know. No. What, man, Joel, when your cat popped up in the middle of that scene, that was real good timing. Yeah, that looked amazing. My cat's like... When I, I, I'm on a lot of Zoom calls and stuff now, obviously, and my cats, like, become really fixated on, like, inserting themselves between me and my computer, like she's doing now. All uh, So I have, I haven't even told some of you, I have three cats now. Oh, wow. <laughs> because one of the big events that happened to me in quarantine is one day I, I came home and I have like a little patio, like yard area around my place. And I looked to the side and there was just a, a kitten in my yard. This like cute little kitten. And he didn't run away or anything. He was just sort of like sitting there. And uh, over the course of like the next weeks, he like was in my yard every day. And I would wake up in the morning and like make coffee. And I would look out my window to this like corner there's like my fence like comes to a corner and every morning he'd be sleeping in the same spot um and so like he like my little yard was his home and i like started to like try to i put out food for him and stuff and i like got him to come close to me and i started to like i got to like play with him with like a laser pointer 
<laughs> and he, he like was very clearly like curious about people and and not afraid. And so I decided to. I was like, well, I'll. He was like a little on the older side for like adopt, like rescuing just like a stray. He was like five months old, um, but I got a cat trap and I caught him. And I was like, I'll just like get him and I'll get him fixed, and then we'll see. I'll like put him in my like extra room see how he is and if he's like feral then i'll just like let him out and he'll probably just hang out in my yard and but if he's like chill we'll see what happens and so he was like within 24 hours he was like sitting on my lap purring basically um and really really sweet and so now he's my third cat and he's like in a very annoying kitten phase where he like runs around all night and meows a lot and like fights with or like fucks with my other cats like plays with them and stuff but anyway he also he's he's laying on the floor over there right now but he also will like even though he was a kitten and like hasn't like it must be like an instinctive thing with them where it's like if i'm like looking at something then they too feel like they need to like this is what we're all focusing on okay they're like weirdly pack animals in that way it's it's strange for for cats but yeah i mean this one is still like sitting right there (laughs) (laughs) that is so wild yeah how much of that and it's it's like so close to giving us full hole also it keeps like almost turning (laughs) this one's lucky because she's a black cat so you her butthole is enshrouded in shadow i have another cat who is like a big meaty pink asshole who she gets in front of it you're there's no missing it Uh, take that one to the doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I I, did you ever see yourself? Were you a cat person forever? Did you ever see yourself as a guy with three cats? No, I I grew up when I was a little little kid. We had two cats named uh, Spooky and Puffy, (laughs) and I really liked them. They were good cats, Um, and but not really. I, I mean, I've like spaced out my getting the cats by like of several years each. My oldest cat is 10 and I got her when she was a baby. The second cat I got when she was like two and now she's, I've had her for like five years and then, and then he came in. So it's like a slow acquisition. I definitely am concerned that I have three cats. (laughs) It's a lot. And it's like way more than having two cats. It's like um, a COVID spike. where It's like, (laughs) it starts going straight up and how crazy it is. The more cats you add. Right. Uh, so, I, but yeah, I, it's it's definitely more than I expect to have. But I don't know if any of your listeners have cats out there. But you get to know a cat, and it's so fun to like watch a cat be like become the little individual that it is, and develop mm-hmm. its personality and what's weird about this cat. Like this new cat, he so whenever I put out food, he won't eat the food until I walk away he follows me and i have to pick him up and pet him for a while before he will eat the food that i've already put out every single time that's very funny like he needs some sort of like affection and comfort before he will enjoy food (laughs) yeah a little foreplay before i eat (laughs) (laughs) i also love that because uh, I, I feel that way with my dog, but like the description being basically like what being a parent is. Like it's just so <laughs> nice to see them growing up. It's like that instinct, <laughs> growing, yeah. becoming a little individual. Yeah, because you don't know what they're going to be, and then they like become some little weird thing. 
that's like idiosyncratic and it's funny to see that stuff unfold right well, maybe even idiosyncratic <laughs> pretty interesting <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and let um, us know home was that interesting or fascinating <laughs> Or fa- was that interesting or fascinating? <laughs> um, well, you guys want to do another voicemail? I got yeah, a scene from that one. Let me you do a scene, scene from that real quick. Love yeah, to yeah. do it. Oh, gosh. Look at our kids out there playing. Aren't they cute? Just jamming on that jungle gym. I mean, not a care in the world, right? It's really beautiful to see. Yeah. Which one's yours? Uh, the one that's uh, doing the uh, the monkey bars right there. He's climbing the monkey bars. Oh, cool. What's his name? Uh, uh, Tev, Tevin. Oh, Tevin, that's cute, man. He's really good at those bars. Wow. Yeah, you guys must he works on it a lot. Running the family or something, huh? <laughs> he just kind of picked it up on his own. He just loves doing it. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, mine's one? over there, Chester, little tabby cat. <laughs> yeah, she's kind of she she digs in the bark a lot. You know, she she digs in the bark and likes to play alone, but. It's just it's fun to watch her sort of gain independence, you know, and, mm. and not really need doting. It's cool. Are you just here with your cat? Do you have a, a kid out there also? There's so many kids out there, huh? Tons of kids. Tons. Sometimes I'm a little worried that one of these kids is going to beat up my little baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is supposed to be a safe place for everybody, but some of the parents are not watching like they should be. I'm sure you know what I mean with Tevin. Well, I mean, I'm watching Tevin. I'm making sure that everything's okay with Tevin. I was wondering if that, because it doesn't have a collar. I thought that was a feral cat. I, I actually had just called the Humane Society a couple minutes. I'm <laughs> glad you said something. <laughs> no, are you kidding? Feral? No. Look. It hisses at you, but it hisses at you when you go up to it. I that's mean, our. That's just our thing. You know, It's you can be mad at your own parent, and that's okay. That's true. That's true. But trust me. She's safe, very safe. She has little covers on her nails, you know, so she can't scratch anybody. Well, that's good. Um, and I'm about to, I'm, yeah, I'm about to de- feed her a little wet food too, so that should make her calm right down. She wow. loves her wet food. <laughs> you know, I'm sure your kid has a favorite. What do you get? What do you feed him to calm him down? Uh, he loves uh, mashed uh, uh, apples. He loves mashed it. apples. <laughs> Ooh, I have to try that. Well, it might be a little different for a cat. <laughs> but it might be a little different for a cat. A cat and a, a, a baby are different. Yeah. No. Totally. Totally. But you have, you know, Tevin's what four. Uh, so that's I, pretty similar. Wow, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, I, I know the age of kids, you know. I guess when you have one, you just sort of are tapped in. Oh, you do have a kid. I th- okay, I was just thinking that you just had a cat and you were treating your cat like it was a baby. <laughs> Not a baby. No, he's four. Yeah, just Chester. Just me and Chester. Uh, it's my four-year-old four-year-old little girl. And, uh, Named you know. Chester. You're, that's your yeah. four-year-old girl, Chester? Well, I, yeah. So you, I mean, I'm sure. So Tevin's four. He's Tevin's probably four, getting yeah. ready for kindergarten, right? Uh, well, yeah, he's he's finishing up preschool. So, yeah, he, he's, he turns five Same. actually this month, and then he'll be starting uh, kindergarten in the fall. We're really excited about it. Oh, cool. Where was he enrolled at preschool? Um, at McAllister. Oh, wow. Okay. You must have a good job. Well, he got a, he got a scholarship. <laughs> I actually don't have a good job. I have a pretty bad job. <laughs> you have a pretty bad job. I, I don't like my job. No, I don't. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. Yeah, he, he got too, an, I'm, you know? We're proud of Tevin, though. Tevin, he got an art scholarship. He, he's been doing some landscape drawings and really? entered a contest, and he won a scholarship to McAllister. Yeah. Wow. Wow. The, yeah, I have Chester over at Children's World. 
<laughs> the, um, the pet, are you talking about the the pet the pet babysitting facility? Oh no, it's I don't think it's for pet. It's called Children's World. It's you know just Chester and other little boys and girls like him, like her. You know, um, they do nap time at three and they do snack before lunch and after, which is weird. It's like put it in the morning. You know, why have a snack right before and right after lunch? That I don't get, but um, what about- they treat they treat her well. What about curriculum-wise? What are they working on? Well, they're, you know, they're teaching her to play with the uh, little thing. And, uh, you know, and of course, light reading, staying inside the lines on a coloring book, things like that. <laughs> Chester doesn't participate in everything. A lot of time they put her in the crate. But uh, I think she's getting a lot of the info from it. It looks like you're, it looks like Chester's going, going a little number two, huh? Oh, yeah. Yep. You gonna do anything about it? You're turning well, your back. Well, it's in the bark. You turn know, it's around. In the bark. It's in the bark. It's in the. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I should pick that up. I should. Pick it's that in up. the bark because just so it blends, it's okay. Well, I'm sure if Tevin pooped in the bark, you'd pick it up too. So I'll I'll go ahead and pick up. You know, you're you're right. I don't know why I tried to get away with that. Uh, thanks for coming in to talk to me. So we um. We enrolled Tevin into school here at Children's World because of a great recommendation from Chester's um, parent. <laughs> and um, uh, it, this is never an easy conversation to have. Um, would, uh, would you like some milk real quick? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're okay. Okay. We're okay. Um, well, Tevin is just not exactly fitting in um, with the other animals. <laughs> Tev- Tevin does not do very well with crate time. Um, uh, uh, is everything okay at home, I guess, is the first question we usually ask here? Well, I mean, everything, yeah, everything's okay at home. Um, you really buried your I hand mean, in your, your face and your hands. Yeah, well. The, the signal's there. <laughs> well, what I'm upset about is everyone in town wants to go to the Randolph School, and they say the only way to get into it is through here. Children's and World. Through children's world, yes, and so I, what's what's been a rift is my husband said let's do it, let's try it out. I didn't, I didn't want to. Okay, oh, I didn't yeah. want to send my child here because you're putting him in. I mean, I, I don't like what you're doing here, to be okay. honest. And I, I came here because I'm came here to tell you that Tevin's never coming back. Okay. So <laughs> however you want to tell me he's doing, it doesn't matter to me because he's gone. Well, ma'am, I don't think we can let your. <laughs> I don't think we can let Tevin go back home to you. We, we've tried to broach this gently, but we have gotten reports that you've been using a spray bottle on Tevin at home. Um, we've seen a lot of signs. We've seen moisture on his shirt. We've seen moisture on his forehead. And we're sending him, we're, we, we, we feel that we need to send him away if he's in a dangerous situation. Away to that, to that handmaid's tail type cat place? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> what? Listen, what's going on right now is too insane for me to deal with, okay? <laughs> I want my child. Where is he? You said he would be out here for me to pick up. Oh, uh, excuse me. Sorry, I was just trying to reach past you there to get the cereal. Wait, hang on. You're Tevin's parent, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you disgust <laughs> me. <laughs> You disgust me. I heard how you spray bottled him at home. Oh, my God. In both of my eyes? Are you kidding me? 
I am glad they took Tevin away from you because you disgust me. Get out. Get. Get. Hey, get, get out. Get. Oh, get. I should have. Why am I surprised? Oh, my God. I saw that. I saw that. And I am calling the pound on you. Yeah, you're going to the pound. You cannot do that. You go to the. Oh, my God. My shirt is disgusting. Is Ma'am, <laughs> I am so sorry for you, sir. You're going down. <laughs> what? I'm going down? Yeah, we're going to euthanize you. <laughs> We're putting you down. Hey, thanks, Clark. You are the best security guard this store has ever had. Hey, and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Clark, put me down, Clark. Hey, you asked for it, buddy. Okay, so um, I, I know that this is a, uh, do you call it a kill shelter? I don't know if it was the opposite yep. of no kill. Okay. Um, yeah, I would love to find one, uh, find a good home for one, you know. I, uh, you know it, it, I, I've got a lot of free time now with quarantine and... Um, I think I could show a lot of love to someone, and I don't think any of them should be killed, any any of God's creatures. Okay. Well, um, I can tell you this. Every dog and every cat is available for available for adoption. Okay. Except for Polly. <laughs> this one over Polly's here? Polly's mine. Yeah, that's right. Polly's mine. Okay. So you, uh, are you going to – I mean, he looks terrified. Are you going to kill him? <laughs> Yes, that's the plan. <laughs> I'm gonna kill him myself. Polly's mine. Hey, now hey. every other every other dog, every other cat is available. Let me just introduce you here. This is Willie. He's sir. a Bichon. Yes. Hi, sir. Hey, Hello. Willie. Sir, take me home. <laughs> hey, Willie. Okay. Um, uh, look at you. So look at this little little kid, little dog. Is this it? Yeah. Okay, hey. I'm a person. I'm not supposed to be in here. Okay, uh, wow. How old is, how old is Polly? Or is Paul, Polly's the one you want? Who is this? This is Willie. <laughs> Willie, sorry. Hi, Willie. How uh, old is Willie? Hi, I'm 13. Okay, 13. Wow, yeah. It's hard to take a 13-year-old. <laughs> uh, please. Wow. Hey, please. have a heart. Have a heart. I wish have I could please. just take I was, all of I them. I was late from recess, and they put me in the kill shelter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, well, Willie's off the table. Willie's off the table. I understand. I understand. You no, want no. to go a little younger. I don't want. No, we'll see. We'll see. You know. I mean, it's just. Uh, uh, you come a little closer here. I have a question for you. Yeah. I don't want Willie to sure. hear. Sure, sure, sure. So is he Jewish? Is this a Jewish breed? Yeah. Okay. Yes. They're a little fussy and a little expensive around 13 because of the whole bar mitzvah and everything. I just don't want to pay for the whole bar mitzvah. He's post bar mitzvah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, he's been bar mitzvah. I've had my bar mitzvah. He's been mitzvah. I've had my bar mitzvah. mitzvah. I've had my shots. He's been fixed. (laughs) (laughs) Fixed mitzvah has his shots. I've been mitzvah. Okay, I'm listening. All right, well... Willie, I might come back around to you. Uh, the price was mostly what I was worried about, but since you've been mitzvahed, yeah, yeah that's great. Uh, and yeah, you it's have pure the red juice, so it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of an increase. <laughs> increase in what price, sir? Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. I got to come back to Polly over here. I mean, what is <laughs> nope. so no? Polly's mine. Okay. I what will kill it? Polly. Oh my god. Polly's mine. Now, what about Robbie? Hey, Robbie. Hey, Hey, wow. Are you like 40? Uh, Yeah, I'm Robbie. I'm Tevin's dad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. I've heard about you. (laughs) Man, if you just give me a (laughs) chance. 
Oh my god, that got me. Oh. Oh, Spitting in someone's face when you find out who they are. You don't know by the look, but as soon as they say their name, you go, okay, I'm going to spit on you. I have no idea what they look like. That's the one, though. <laughs> oh, it's Tevin's dad? <laughs> oh my That's gosh. Jacob Womack, Joel Jensen, thanks for doing the show, guys. How nice to see you. Yeah, yeah good for... to see you guys, too. Um, what a pleasure. Uh, it's like I was at UCB Saturday night, 1030, with some of the Dragons right now. Uh, yeah, you were all on a Herald team or an improv team at UCB for, what, six years, five years? That's about right. Something like that, yeah. Long time. When did the Long time. 2013, is that when the Dragons started? God, I don't no. know. 2013, 2014. Yeah, 2014. Like, or, yeah, right? Something like that. Whatever. Yeah, that five era. or six years plus quarantine. Somebody yeah, long enough ago yeah. that we don't know <laughs> the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, Jacob, is there anywhere online people can find you or anything you'd like to plug? Uh, just be on the lookout for in all the academic journals. Um, you're going to see me popping up everywhere in <laughs> academic <laughs> journals uh, throughout the world. <laughs> Uh, that's oh, great. I love that you were plugging in an academic article. <laughs> Already that, published. That will be popping up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it out for Jacob Wobach's future published writings. Uh, Joel, anything you'd like to plug? Um, hmm. Nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, check, yeah, um, I'm on Twitter. I don't remember my Twitter handle. Uh, but if you, it's like, are you Joel, Joel C. Jensen? Or no, Joel, Joel C. Jensen. That's right. I think it's Joel C. Jensen. I, I honestly don't remember. That sounds right. Because um, you, you do one of those things where your handle and your name sometimes are different. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, my handle right now is Joel J. Uh-huh. So if you, that could probably find it. Yeah, well. I don't have anything interesting to say on Twitter, so don't concern yourselves with it. I like it. I like your Twitter. Yeah, I like your Twitter, too. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, thanks for doing the show, guys. It's great to see you. And for everyone yeah, out there pleasure. listening, patreon.com backslash you're the man now, dog, for uh, all our episodes, including an extended version of this episode for the videos. And then uh, if you haven't already, Go check out BigGrandeWebsite.com. The two new Big Grande podcasts are up there. Um, great response so far. We're in week one of that. But we're going to keep updating that also with new Big Grande content. So keep an eye on it. And uh, our it's Twitter. really great stuff. Thanks, Joel. I listened to it the other day. It's oh, great. Oh, cool. Thank you. Oh, thanks, bud. Um, I appreciate it. Good man. Uh, Ryan. What a man. <laughs> uh, my throat. Uh, anything else, Ryan? <laughs> no, that's it for me. Check me out at Chosenberg. Um, yes. Check Ryan out at Chosenberg. Check me out on. Um, I'll be in the new Ave- Avengers movie. Um, <laughs> and, you play uh, Guy on Couch, right? Yes, um, it's Guy on Couch, and it's basically they're having <laughs> Thor go back, uh, and we're going to show how Thor got like ugly in the most recent movie. <laughs> and it's uh, he runs into a guy and he goes, "I want to look <laughs> like you," and it's just me, normal. <laughs> you wish, bro. Uh, I wish I looked as good as Fat Thor. Hundred <laughs> oh, percent. Um, well, good to see you guys, and thanks again, and yeah. thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, love you guys. Love you. Yeah. Yeah. Love you. It was a pleasure. Bye.